Welcome to Almost Famous Minute, where we're discussing the 2000 Cameron Crowe film Almost Famous, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from Watchmen Minute. I'm Aaron Stark. I am a public speaker, iconoclast, and all-around positivity spreader. <laughs> and I'm Rory M. Spence from the Dull Care Network. All right. Great to have you back for a second day, Rory. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Yes. As far as these first two weeks go, uh, Aaron, great to have him back as a co-host. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. This is Minute 5, and it starts with Anita entering the house and ends with Elaine and Anita arguing about Simon and Garfunkel and butter and sugar. (laughs) So I guess the the first thing to mention, we should go right into the actress. The first person we see coming in here is going to be Zoe Deschanel who yep. is one of my favorite little quirky actresses. Okay. Yeah. Quir- quirky. <laughs> quirky. Kind of <laughs> defines that term quirky. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, I think of the first time I saw her was an elf. I loved her. I loved her in elf. I thought that she was the best part of that movie and also had a surprisingly good singing voice in that movie, by the way. Well, yeah. And she's part of a band is the biggest thing I noted. And I've, I've listened to that or duo really. She and him band name describes the duo mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is a you said quirky this is a, a little bit of a different role for her i feel yeah well before she sort of fell into that role of the the quirky girlfriend that she seems to always play yeah you're right i think she seems more of a grown-up in this pete in this oh. one almost like she's yeah. She eventually, I mean, it's kind of spoilers for the movie a little bit, but eventually she right. kind of turns into more of the big sister archetype where she is kind of giving good advice and living a life of her own and being less of a flighty airhead. <laughs> well, it's kind of like when she's let go finally of ever having to possibly deal with deal with her mother again, as we'll see in this minute, her dealing with her mother. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she can she can just be a little more herself in a sense and, and, and be a little less. I mean, cause, cause these opening minutes with her in it, she's just, she's just very, uh, has a lot of attitude, <laughs> a lot more attitude. Well, than, yeah. yeah. Right. You're used and to it with seems, them. and it seems that her, from her mom's questioning and from her answers that it seems that she might possibly be stoned during these questions. Well, yeah, that, that certainly is a question. I mean, cause okay. So she raises her hand to her mouth before she <laughs> goes through the door. Um, so she's for is it for drinking or smoking pot probably or yeah. as as her mother though <laughs> says I know you've been kissing. <laughs> oh well, yeah, yeah. So that's so easily visible, right? Yeah. <laughs> what what are these methods that Elaine uses to yeah. determine? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I would definitely say from her demeanor and from her responses, there was probably some marijuana involved. And the yeah. uh, it didn't seem to be alcohol. That's just clicked with me that maybe smelling marijuana is why she thinks she's been kissing. Same Darren. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Because <laughs> she specifically knows who it is, so maybe she like has met this guy. Knows he often Daryl. Sorry, he often smells of, <laughs> of cannabis. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, and but. Never at any point assumes that our daughter is doing it. Yeah, and of course the seat, the record that she brings out the for the yeah. Simon and Garfunkel, then 
which is the devil, according to mom. Yeah. <laughs> and, and us looking back at, at Simon Garfunkel, and they seem so straight-laced. <laughs> yeah, especially you know? this album is fairly yeah. tame. Anything on an LP looks straight-laced oh, yeah. these days. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, bookends, doesn't it? Which is yeah, a really tame album. And an album about growing up and getting old. This sort of concept. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a fantastic album actually. It's one of my all-time yeah. favorite albums. I've, I think that Simon and Gar- it's it's really ironic that that's the uh, the band that she picks out to be the devil, when it's one of the <laughs> calmest and most serene <laughs> artists of the entire decade. Yeah, although Hazy Shade of Winter's on the album, isn't it? Which yeah. is kind of you could see it leaning more into the sort of psychedelic sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I guess by today's standards, their psychedelia is just it. It's so mild. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I it, I think that the the Simon and Garfunkel Farco, excuse me Simon and Garfunkel connection though it it shows it's a good showing that William finally sees a bit of rebellion from her sister towards the the structure that mom's giving and is kind of opened up to what this musician this music thing might be i mean the 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 um the daughter has to hide it as she's coming in the house it's kind mm-hmm. of the forbidden fruit and as yeah. we all know, if you hide something from a teenager, they're going to want to do it the heart the most of anything. <laughs> Being a dad of four kids myself, I could t- attest to that statement. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's also when she says it's it's poetry. Uh, Elaine doesn't argue with that really; she actually agrees that it is poetry, which is interesting, and that kind of seems to interest William. That yeah, she sort of agreed that it is poetry, but poetry about what she said poetry about marijuana, Drug, drugs, and, drugs, and promiscuous sex. Yeah, drugs and promiscuous sex. That's the line. Yeah, yeah. And, and so you know, with you're, so you're talking about uh, William having then looking at the back of the cover with mm. what what really seems like a lot of lyrics printed on it. And yeah. so, you know, I see like the release of this was in April 68. So that is, you know, less than a year after Sgt. Pepper came out, which is very big for me um, and, and for being known for having the, the lyrics printed on the back and that being a big first for the Beatles for that. So, yeah. So Simon Garfunkel said, they're going to do this and we're going to do this too because yeah. we're more poet- poetic than the Beatles, I would bet. <laughs> <laughs> well, in a way, I I might even argue that statement. Yeah. I, oh no. The yeah. the I mean, well, while some some elements of the Beatles might be considered poetic, mm-hmm. I think that some of some of Paul's songwriting and possibly some of John's lyricism could be considered poetic. I don't I don't really consider Ringo very poetic. <laughs> so I, I I I mean, George, I definitely consider George a poet. Now George's George's would be the most poetic out of mm-hmm. the four, in my opinion, but. Yeah, I would say that Simon and Garfunkel, most of their songs, there's an, a song on this soundtrack. Um, I don't remember exactly where it's in the movie, but the song America that they play, that song is very poetic and yeah, has a and lot on of. The album. Yeah, and on the album, and has really good imagery. So I, I, I might. I might say that they would be more poetic, but although I do find it really funny when the mom points at the back of the album and says, "You can look, you can see they're on the pot." Yeah, yeah pointing at their eyes specifically. Yeah, it's, it's, uh... yeah. on a black and white picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
more the dilation than the red eye. Yeah. <laughs> Although, and uh, what was it? Garfunkel still had hair. That's that's good. <laughs> Um, now I think I've I've heard some some kind of record made on record. Hopefully, I would hope I, I, I was having a little bit hard time finding it, but uh, just just go by just going by my memory that Paul Simon I think he's kind of you know admitted that ar- around that time they were uh, smoking <laughs> marijuana. Oh, yeah. massive amounts you know? and lots yeah, of LSD. Okay. They they were they were they were doing huge amounts of LSD and of of marijuana. That was part of their creative process they would yeah. talk about but that's also part of what broke him up was from from what i heard was that um paul kind of got to be they, they got really far into smoking a lot of weed and garfunkel was a bit more um lackadaisical so to speak with his work ethic and didn't want to keep mm-hmm. on putting out albums and paul wanted to continue to tour and that's mm-hmm. why garfunkel kind of went to the wayside while paul continued to put out like the live aid and the africa album and yeah. Had a bunch of massive hits after that. Simon was was married to Carrie Fisher. It would be amazing if he wasn't yeah, into right. drugs at any point. <laughs> he, I I never knew that he was married to Carrie Fisher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Around eighty, little or maybe early eighties. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. they were kind of on <laughs> on and off. Then, yeah, that would have been her big cocaine period. Yeah, yeah. that makes yeah. a lot of sense. That's <laughs> yeah. and also it makes sense why at Live Aid they used to hang out with Robin Williams all the time. That. <laughs> I, I think that uh, and Simon would be the creative force from what I would see between yeah. the, the, that pair yeah I've always f- kind of had an inkling that that was the case or maybe even read a little bit here and there but you certainly sounds like you've read a lot more than I have on I've always been a fan I've always been a fan of Simon and Garfunkel yeah. it's, uh, that, that uh, I was in, really intrigued growing up with the Live Aid concert mm-hmm. the, yeah how, how old are you? I'm in my early forties. Early forties, yeah. See, I'll be forty in May, and so it was the the Paul Simon and that whole vibe was kind of prevalent in my household. Mm-hmm. It was a good counteract counterbalance to the um, Billy Joel that my mom used to punt. punt out everywhere. <laughs> I like Billy Joel. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pretty equal on uh, between Paul Simon and Simon Garfunkel and Billy Joel. I I, I agree, but but you know when you're my well, my my parents were also big cokeheads themselves. So when oh, they're listening to who we didn't start the fire and they might be starting a fire, oh. it was kind of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that th- this minute particularly shows the um, the contrast of the structure versus the rebellion that William sees the, and you could see it in his yeah. eyes that when it, that it, that it looks like a whole world is opening up to him just from seeing that record come out. Yeah. Um, at the very beginning of this minute, uh, you know, we, we hear the end of what Elaine is talking with, with William about, uh, about uh, Livia and Tiberius and, the, and she says the throne, just like Nixon, it's awfully common. Same stories, Shakespeare, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, so Nixon, uh, the one big thing I want to say there is that uh, that's besides uh, later on when we get to when we get to him, especially uh, actually being seen uh, Billy Crudup being a big connection back to my last movie mm-hmm. by a minute show, uh, Watchmen. Yeah. Um, but uh, this little Nixon reference uh, having that uh, in here is uh, interesting. Nixon was definitely I don't, I don't know that there's any other reference throughout this movie for for Nixon, but uh we actually had him, <laughs> a caricature, caricature of him, in uh, in the movie Watchmen. Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, I didn't. That that was an odd character in, in Watchmen. Yeah. I thought the makeup job on that was a bit strange. Yeah, we've, yeah, we got that a few times from some various guests, <laughs> as well as our as well as, well as ourselves, the co-hosts. That uh, you know, the makeup on this uh, real real life person that they're trying to mimic. Yeah, here and there, and him being possibly chief among them. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's really. Uh... A good place for for the Nixon comparison, though. I think it shows just how deep and wide ranging the intellectual conversations Mom has with William, and right. that it is not just literature, but it try to relate it to more present day issues. I think that's a strong point for the Mom's mm-hmm. character through the whole movie is that she's not just some caricature of having the overbearing protective mom. She actually has more depth to her. Like she tries to to show her kids some kind of culture beyond the house. She just wants to make sure that it's safe and doesn't want to keep them, doesn't want to get them involved in drugs and sex, which she does go overboard on that protection. But I think that her heart's in the right place, which it, it's a good way to keep her from becoming the villain. Yeah. 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 Wow. yeah I think just like right after that, when Anita comes in, is the door like trapped? Did she set that up? <laughs> So that it would make a noise. I couldn't really tell whether there was just something there, or or it was intentionally set up to catch her coming in. I I doubt it's necessarily just to catch her daughter, but it's to catch anyone. <laughs> and her daughter is just the <laughs> victim of the of the uh, of the technique to uh, to help uh, right. alert uh, any anyone at home when anyone might uh, be coming in. Fair enough. It's just a bit strange because she comes in. It's still the middle yeah, of the day. Because she, she knows it's there. Yeah, you know? yeah. Right. She's reaching for it. Yep. Yeah, the I I think that it, that fits in with the mom's character of always wanting to to watch out for her parent for her kids that she'd have something set up at the door that she would know immediately when someone's coming in. Yeah. My I knew I had friends that used to have like fishing wire set across their door to where if their parent if they're kids would open the door the mom would know because something on the other side of the room got disturbed and you would never be able to really tell by looking so <laughs> overprotective parents can get really crazy with their overprotectiveness uh, well i think this might be a lighter minute than our last one but uh not that that's a, any kind of problem but uh, is there anything else either of you not picked up on noticed uh no i don't think so no uh, no well the the mom made soy cutlets. What are yeah. what are soy what oh, yeah. is soy cutlets? What? It looked like burgers, like soy burgers. So the, the soy. mom is making vegetarian burgers for the family. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, and I actually I will I will comment more on that next minute. Use that as a mm. as something I'll talk a little bit about. I'd like to talk a little more about that next time. But but you're certainly welcome to. Yeah. No, I, I, I just noticed. I was just, just reading through the script and I just noticed the, the soy uh-huh. cutlets. I'd, I'd never. Oh, so is that a burger or is that a piece of chicken? Like a wannabe chicken? Yeah. Uh, they look like burgers in the previous minute. So well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we did kind of we did see them. Yeah. You know, patty, you know, they're yeah. pretty round patties. Yeah. yeah. And there was like uh, buns and like lettuce. Well, you want to put it on. <laughs> Shape it yeah. to. You're putting on more of a hoagie type. <laughs> Sandwich and yeah, lengthen it out. But she must have uh, some kind of circular bun. 
Well, and then at the very, very end of the minute, when Anita, she's talking to, arguing against her mom about the, after the poetry of drugs and promiscuous sex line, she says, first it was butter, then it was sugar. And so she's starting to list off the various things of the reasons why this is a constant in their household. Yeah, and she ends with sugar sugar and white. <laughs> like white, white. Wait, what? Guess we'll find out. Yep. We'll find out on the next episode of Minute. Um, so uh, uh, since we're winding down, I think, um, Rory, uh, yep. what uh, you're welcome to plug uh, whatever you have going sure. on right now. Yeah. Well, I have a podcast called Dog Care Presents where uh, me and a guest will try and teach you about something new every week. Uh, can be anything, usually pop culture related, but not necessarily had episodes in history, science, whatever, uh, comic book characters, movies, stuff like that, pretty much anything. Yeah. Uh, you can find that pretty much anywhere you find podcasts, probably where you find <laughs> this. Just dog hair, one word, presents. And uh, I'm on Twitter, Rory M. Spence and Dog Hair Network. Very cool. Yeah, my uh, my uh, old co-host from Watch Me Minute, uh, Travis Bill, he was on at least a couple times or more. Yeah. Oh, he's been on tons, yeah. Tons, tons, okay, tons. <laughs> we were like six yeah. episodes, maybe. Cool. Uh, he filled in for me when I had no internet. So yeah. <laughs> okay, well, thanks so much. Uh, and I think uh, you're scheduled for one more minute, Roy. Is that right? Yes, I believe we'll be back so. here on Friday. We'll do minute six. Um, and until then, uh, it's all happening. It's all it's happening. All happening. I am a golden god! It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.